Hi, this is Vaya, and this is what we're calling Neighbites, a mini episode of Neighbours, where we're just going to have a small chat about one of the major events of the week. In this case, the climax of the Zanyarism storyline with <laughs> Millsy and Xanthi. And I have a guest that you met in the last episode of Neighbours, episode 71. I have Rebecca Shaw, aka Brockle Snitch from Twitter. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you going? A week ago, we were talking about the reverse neighbours, which is starting in Queensland and ending up in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> Instead of starting in Melbourne and moving to Queensland, never to be seen again. And I think you made this happen. Yeah. And yeah, like the secret, a week later, you're now in Melbourne <laughs> I am. to do some work for a few weeks. In your house. Yeah. <laughs> you're a witch. <laughs> I, I am the puppet master. <laughs> Also, Beck, I think, had a hankering for some Neighbours action. I did. I've been thinking about it. I haven't had time to watch, but I've been thinking about what happened and sort of wanting to catch up. But this gave me the perfect excuse. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the events of Tuesday the 20th of June and Wednesday the 21st of June 2017. And it sort of all kicks off with Zancan on the run. Milsey is also on the run, a.k.a. Creepazoid teacher Mr. Kelly, sharing a name with a sex pest TV character of the oh. of Australian TV history. Yeah. So, yeah, Zan Can's not in her room. She's off and people, everyone's trying to track her down. And what she's left behind is her burner phone that Ellie's <laughs> trying furiously to open with the passcode. She says, look, I know someone who can crack this. And I thought, cool, she's going to take it to the police (laughs) and they will open it because surely they can do that. But no, she just takes it to another teenage kid, (laughs) a young person. You, young person. You all know each other's codes. Uh, Let's just start breaking it down right now. Passcodes. Do you have them on your devices, Beck? Yes, I do. Do you use significant dates? Like Birthdays or anniversaries or um, lucky numbers. Um, no, mine is just a random number. Yeah, that's same with me. Same yeah. with my pins yeah. for bank cards. Yeah. Anything where I have to use numbers, mm-hmm. it's typically mm-hmm. a random grouping of numbers. Well, that otherwise just... a teen could easily hack into your yes. phone. <laughs> Someone could go, okay, well, her birthday and her partner's birthday mm. and – That's it. What else could you possibly put in there? Yeah. But the thing is, in this storyline, it sort of would have made sense if, um, who is it, Ben? Ben, yeah. If he had have known, like, it was the date of their first date or something like that. Yeah. But it ends up being the date she came to Erinsborough. Yes, 2201. (laughs) But is that the day she got that phone as well? Like, why did she use, as if that date is like a huge date in her mind. Yeah. And she remembered it forevermore because he pulls out this like iphone notes app with a list of important dates <laughs> that she's like programmed in there and one of them was the first day i came here they hadn't even met that day so like why did he need to remember that day she met piper that day oh my lord um it makes no sense but it worked yeah or if it had been well yeah the time we nearly banged on the gold coast yeah. <laughs> our or, hotel room number or something yeah it made no it sense. It was weird. It was a real anticlimax. Like anyone else could have figured that out. Colette Nan could have said, why don't you try the date she came yeah. to Erinsborough? But they, they kept 
a hold of the phone and it kept going to different people except for the police. <laughs> it just went to everyone in Ramsey Street to have a go out looking to see if they could find apps or... <laughs> and Ellie at one point was like, it's locked me out. So wouldn't it have completely shut down at that point oh, look, if someone I, tries to break in? I don't know these things. I'm not a millennial. So then, yeah, Colette Nan mentions trying all the apps. Yeah. She's like, it's not just phone numbers anymore. There's apps and Snapchat. And Viber. Viber and Bieber. And then the detective mechanic, well, that's I slipped back into an old nickname for him just then. That was weird and Freudian. <laughs> Dick Cop is like, no. It was only the email and phone app on yeah. there. She has no new downloaded apps. I'm like, did you check the existing app? Yeah. <laughs> you can send a message on anything these yeah. days. You can. She could have bought something on Etsy and messaged someone. Like, <laughs> you can do it on um, Word, the Scrabble app. You can chat with <laughs> yes. people. But also, why is he getting these? He's like, oh, Susan Kennedy has some info about the phone. I'm like, why do you not have the phone? You're the police. <laughs> Stop having people call you to tell you what's on a phone. This is a really bad chain of evidence as well. Like everyone's touched it. What they've also found out is that Millsy has been squatting at the manse, the the residence adjacent to the church where Father Jack was living. And the reason that Millsy knew about it was Zancan told him that Father Father had moved out. And what happens when a priest moves out of a church is that it all stops. (laughs) They cut off the electricity immediately. (laughs) There's they they take the locks off the doors. <laughs> they just leave everything as it as it was. There's like there was baskets of like look like gold fruit like cups. Like they just leave the they leave the um the bread that you take in communion. <laughs> they just walk out and everything just stays the just same. Stays and there was something about it was they're gonna sell it soon or something. Right. So. Like, yeah, no care had been taken to pack anything up. And also Father Father's like, I'm going to resign and was concerned about telling the congregation but was never concerned about putting anything away (laughs) before moving out. And then there was one line which I loved which was, oh, Dick Cop walks into the church residence and looks around and says, I don't think he's here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He, like, looked in the bin and that's all. (laughs) He literally walked to the bin Picked through it, found nothing, and was like, I don't think he's here. <laughs> it's like when you're playing hide and seek with a four year old <laughs> and you're like, oh, Where's Millsy? <laughs> I can't see him behind the curtains. <laughs> that would have been actually a beautiful moment if, he, if Millsy had come out from out the closet being like, Oh, he doesn't think I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I, I fooled them. <laughs> well, it wouldn't surprise me if. The dick cup fell for that. He's, yeah. That's the level of yeah. his skill. Mm. And we did open with a recap of his previous blunder, which was uh, supervising a barbecue of a pair of sandals <laughs> to uh, destroy evidence of Sonia destroying the backpackers. And it's just always a great image to see a pair of shoes in a Weber <laughs> <laughs> just cook, cooking them that up. smelled terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he's not good at his job. And so now everyone's kind of throwing around, okay, well, where is she? Then Susan tracks down. Susan's finally in the phone. She finds that Xanthi has booked a flight. Mm. Um, Because the other thing that's happened is that they've combed through Xanthi's bedroom and Sheila finds the jewellery box, the the ring case that Fifi Box's fancy ring was in. And I wonder, it was a very convenient breadcrumb because Xanthi has – Pawned the ring to pay for a flight. And I think, wouldn't the person you're selling the ring to appreciate 
the box that the ring came in. <laughs> Who's accepting a loose ring? Yeah, why would she not take the entire box? Yeah. Yeah, that makes no sense. It's, it actually. was a deliberate breadcrumb. Yeah. So they've pieced it together that she's pawned the ring to get the money to book the flight to Honkers. <laughs> and we get to see the plane, mm. which I think we both enjoyed. I did. There was a lot of room in those seats. There's an exit row, but on steroids. Yeah, it was like she got a lot for that ring. She did not get the cheap seats. <laughs> she got premium economy at least. So while Zankan seated, she's following Finn to Hong Kong. She says, I'm going to look after you. And P.S. I love you, even though mm. nothing sus about that. No. Uh, and while all that's going on, Susan is talking to Ben. And I feel like this is a deliberate antidote to them poisoning us against Susan for victim blaming all these other times when all these other consent issues <laughs> were raised because Susan was telling Ben, because he was like, oh, Xanthi's pursued the teacher. And she goes, hang on, it's not. this is not on her. Right. She was in his care. He is the perpetrator here and she's a victim. And so it's like, okay, it's changing to now, Susan. <laughs> When it's convenient. But Susan just wants her principal job. So she's she's on whoever's side isn't Millsy's maybe. Yeah, she's very concerned about the admin too. Like, oh, I've got to she's get like, back in there. <laughs> she's like, I've got to – I'm going to have to sort out this vertical integration classroom business. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing – didn't we – didn't that move on from that? And isn't it just go back to your, yeah. your class? <laughs> it's literally go back to the class yeah. that you were in. Mm. End of sorting out process. There was kind of a hot cop. Was she just a normal police She was from the federal police. Federal police. She was the AFP. She was a bit hot and she came up and was like very calm. She had a very sultry voice. Yeah, she did. I enjoyed that whole scene. Um. (laughs) (laughs) It was very short, Beck. It was like, please come with us. We are the police. Yes. (laughs) And at one point, Mills is like, you have to do what the police say on a plane. (laughs) Also like, on the ground yeah, and in life. Spe- specifically on a plane, he was very determined that you should do what the police say. In case we get on the news because they think we're terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get on the news today, no. Xanthi. And the police just walk off and let him get the bags, which seems like a weird move. What if he had a weapon or something? Yeah. Like we're just going to escort this potential sex pest and the teenager off of the plane. Yeah. Well, you know. You take, get the bags. Get your belongings. <laughs> like you might, you've got, you might need some chewing gum <laughs> yeah. or bottle of water in there mm-hmm. like so he's taken the bags and tampered with them mm, and but he's okay a couple of questions he has been poisoning susan kennedy by putting piper's pain pills in with susan's vitamins mm. and the pain medication for some reason was in it was all open bottles it not mm-hmm. no um seal sealed packs mm. the reason he was on the run is because people suspected him of this crime correctly mm. And then he brings that evidence <laughs> with him. He could have just left it w- with, yeah. with his swag in the priest in the church. Unless he, he thought at some point he might have to frame Xanthi. Oh, he was thinking ahead. Yeah. Well, he's a devious man. Or maybe because he's had his werewolf migraines. Yeah. He's been taking them. And so, yeah. He I do love every single shot of him walking away. He always clutches his head. Like we... We get it. He's got, but every time he's not directly talking to someone, he's holding his head in pain. Uh, at the police station, which is always badly lit, uh, so nothing's changed there, and we're getting some police interviews with Zankan and Milsey separately. Dull cops 
handling both of those, which is unwise. And in those interviews, we find out that Milsey is now going to stitch up Xanthi for the pills. Mm. And they say to her, well, we've just found out that Milsey's said it's you. You've been poisoning Mrs. Kennedy. Yeah. And Beck, what did you say at that moment? Do you remember? What I, did you call Milsey? Did I call him a son of a bitch? Yes, <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> He's a son of a bitch. How dare he do this? My thought was, why is Anthony there with the dumbest member of her family who doesn't know what's going on? Like, surely the other teacher, like, bring someone in who knows what is happening. The dad is just, like, doesn't understand what is happening at any level. No. And there's no help at all. And people keep saying, oh, he's going to freak out. He's her dad. He's going to freak out. Also, he's maybe because he's been in prison, they think, well, he knows the ins and outs of the legal system. <laughs> we better well, send- not very well about <laughs> staying out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what not to do. Yeah. And also they're all just having coffee. The rest of her family are having coffee over the road at Harold's just <laughs> while the interview's going on. Just all just chill. Yeah. There was, this, is not, this is totally unrelated, but at one point, um, what is the dad's name? Gary. Gary. Gaz, Gazcan. Yeah, of course. He gets served a coffee and the way, like, the person's like, I've made yours a double shot, like, to be nice. And I'm like, what if he doesn't want a double shot? He's probably stressed out and anxious. <laughs> Check with him. Extremely presumptuous. Even if you are partial to a double shot. Yeah. In that occasion, you would have asked for a double shot. Yeah. You You can pay the 50 cents if you want to. You need to be in control of your caffeine intake. Yeah. Agree. Thank you. Uh, So now the stitch up is in in Mm. progress. The police open up her laptop and find an electronic journal Mm -hmm. entry. And we know for a fact that Zancan was keeping a hard copy journal oh. because it was from Kiki K and it was very pretty. <laughs> and that's how she was practicing her literacy because last year she couldn't read really at all. Oh, okay. um, and she was writing in her diary a lot. So we thought, well, maybe she's practicing her lettering. Right. And that diary was a massive prop for ages. So it's like, well, why is she now suddenly gone electronic? And also that... Because she says she has written them, but then it's been edited. You could definitely, the police and their technology experts could definitely show that has been edited. Yeah, Taru. Like, on SVU, yeah. they always call Taru in. Yeah. They could just like do some checking and. Yeah, the metadata. Yeah. Now, she doesn't want to cough up and say, well, yeah, Millsy took my laptop and he had my bag and he did everything wrong mm-hmm. ever. So she won't mm-hmm. sign the statement that incriminates him. And. They found on her journal that she'd done all this painkiller research, which is like, how did Millsy, did he pretend to write that in the diary of a 16-year-old girl? Like, dear diary, today I googled what Panadol can do to an old lady who has MS. It's lit, fam. (laughs) Just how pedestrian write their headlines. He's like pretending, he's like, is Panadol lit or is... (laughs) I am woke to drugs. <laughs> Is it woke to poison someone with Panadol? <laughs> Is she thirsty for vitamins? Uh, then is it dull cops questioning? Just it was an interesting cadence, and it was just full of interesting nuggets. And my one of my favorite was favorites was him saying to Millsy, "Well." You were next in line for the principal role, which was great because next in line sounds like it, it was the, for the throne. <laughs> yeah, 
That is my absolute favourite part of all of this. <laughs> is it, all of this is in To Be Principal. Yeah, To Be Principal. That's and what Game of Thrones is about, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess maybe Joffrey had an aneurysm <laughs> that whole time that was driving him to be a dick. Then Millsy saying Zancan's unstable and twisted oh. around and then twisted around onto Dick Cop's issues, having oh. lost a baby and that his brother's dating a teenager, which fair point, but also... That's, sh- yeah. that's why you're so obsessed with this because you know what it's like to lose a child. It was a very convoluted yeah. twist around, but it worked. To lose a the- child and to ha- be related to someone who likes teenage girls. <laughs> now, at this point, the penny kind of drops for Zancan when Milsey is escorted out of his interview and she yells out, Finn, and he doesn't respond. Oh, is that the moment? That- I, that's what I thought. I, yeah. Or okay. do you think it was earlier or later? I don't know. It, it, there wasn't really a. I didn't really see a moment as to why she suddenly had a change of heart, but it might right. have been that actually. You raised Beck while we were watching this just now. Everyone keeps asking Zankan, "Did he try to touch you? Mm. Did anything physical happen?" And she's like, "No, no, no, no." And Beck pointed out, um, "That's not the only problem here." No. <laughs> Everyone seems so they're so relieved, and they keep in the episodes we watched last time. They keep hammering that point and being like talking about if she's been touched and if he's been inappropriate and then the same in these episodes and I'm like we've established that he hasn't but also that is not the big issue she's on a plane going to Hong Kong with him (laughs) with her biology teacher like that's not the only thing going on you don't just get to that point without a whole bunch of other stuff in the middle of that it is inappropriate yes now Beck Mm. In episode 71 of Neighbours, you mentioned you were Australia's eighth favourite lesbian. <laughs> uh, I think we've met the ninth in this episode. That's Det Les, lesbian detective Ellen Crabb. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot get over her name. Parents <laughs> for police force. If someone's like, write a lesbian name, they would be like, that is too hack. <laughs> That's too on the nose. Go back. It's like, what if you wrote a gay guy? What would be the equivalent of a gay guy name? Oh, my God. Carson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would just be Carson Cressley. Like they've just named <laughs> his first and last name. Or Carson Cressley Jones or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she, after one interview session with Dick Cop, she's like, I can't, I'm out. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. You're shit at this. <laughs> I don't know the backstory, but it did seem like he was just so bad that she was like, I cannot deal with you <laughs> anymore. Because she was like, follow the chain of evidence. And he goes, no, what if we did a different thing? (laughs) What if we did things that please don't do? (laughs) And because she's still dark on him barbecuing the shoes. And she also told him to get out of the police force. And I think just because he's terrible at it. But he seemed to take it as like he should reassess for his personal safety and health. Yeah, which really I think it was veiled. Yeah, Like, (laughs) no, really, you're not very good. (laughs) And, and then she fully made her question her career motives, like maybe I need a different industry altogether. <laughs> uh, it's it's quite devastating because I'm really partial to Detlez. And the backstory that you missed, which was mm. terrible, was very upsetting, was they had her pursue Steph because Steph was hooking up with Detlez's ex, Victoria. Oh, of course. And they made her be jealous, even though whatever, they were broken up, who cares? People break up and have different relationships and everyone's fine. It's the evil lesbians. Yes. Yeah. And so she like ran her down or ran down, accidentally ran down oh a pregnant goodness. page. 
And so she went on a sabbatical. And Meanwhile, thanks. lesbians are the most likely to be friends with their exes. Yes. Everyone that I know is an ex of someone <laughs> that I know and we all hang out. There's not that many of us. You cannot cut out exes. No. And how great would that have been if they had flipped it and yeah. just had a bunch of scenes where Steph, Victoria and Alan were just getting brunch together? It's because It's because people can't fathom, especially like – normies can't fathom men and women being friends if they're exes so they don't understand that it's like it's a whole thing like literally everyone I know has dated at some point whereas maybe we do want a healthy example on tv of people breaking up and moving on and how much better would divorced life be if exes were like no weird stuff just dropping off the kids everyone's gonna have a great time and especially with queer people because it is all about building your own family and community and like that is often a part of it that you you can't just be like, see you later, because there's, the, there's not enough of us. Yeah, and especially Steph is only recently bisexual. Yeah. You'd want to be nurturing of her in the community. Look. So whatever, neighbours. <laughs> and I hope, I really hope the only way they can salvage this, if she goes, right, I need a career change, I'm going to buy Sonia's nursery. Um, and I'll stay around Erinsborough because I'm scared that this actor is never going to come back now. I feel like that was her goodbye scene. I'm was very, very upset. anticlimactic. And you went into her shirt. Oh, her sh- because she was in the police station and her shirt was the colour of a police shirt but looked like it was from Big W, like a blousy <laughs> hanging off. So it looked like a very ill-fitting police shirt. So it was a very confusing time for me. Yes. But then I, it, I remind you, it was, she was in plain clothes. As so a it was not a police shirt, which is fine. No, then. she's opted in her detective attire yeah. to look a bit more like a constable. <laughs> well, goodbye to her. R.A.P. Ellen Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next question Becky raised while we were watching this is, why is she getting takeaway from a bar? Yeah. Which was Sonia going to the waterhole. She was sitting at a bar and all of a sudden someone's like, here's your Uber Eats bag. <laughs> but it's like, what is she getting takeaway? Do they have food? Who gets takeaway they, food from a bar? Well, they do do, they do, uh, they do pub grub at the waterhole. Yeah, a pub food, bar It food. is always weird. Every now and then I'll be at a, a restaurant. I can't, I'm not near a takeaway restaurant. Right. And I, so I'll go into a normal restaurant right. and ask if they do takeaway. Right. But okay. something doesn't feel quite right about that. Yeah. Like, even though they're like, yeah, we can do it. I'm like, okay. The fact that you can do it <laughs> doesn't, does, mean you should. doesn't mean you're equipped to do it. <laughs> it was just a very weird – I didn't see the takeaway food coming. That's what it is. <laughs> she just, it was just her and Mark having a beer at a very bright bar and then all of a sudden they're like, here's your takeaway. <laughs> And she's um, only recently on the straight and narrow. Yeah, Sonia. that's what I thought. Was it like takeaway beer? Like <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense. The bottle shops are shut. And the other thing that didn't make sense in that scene was Ellie's drink of choice. Oh, it seems to be water in a wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> or the most clear-coloured wine I've ever seen. It was just straight vodka. Yeah. <laughs> that's the classy way to do it. Hold the lemonade. <laughs> This is where – so now they've got Xanthi back home trying to settle her back down. She's having a bit of a freak out in her room. The next morning they said, let's get all this sorted out. Let's get your statement. Let's go to see Toadie. Of course. Because <laughs> he's, he's the best lawyer we know because he is free. <laughs> Does he charge them at some point? Does anyone say, I'll buy you a carton of beer at least? <laughs> just anything, anything. Just like off it shop like yeah. later Did in the week. Did they even pay for his coffee at the <laughs> – 
Harold. this meeting. <laughs> the extra shot. And he's really in the red lately financially, so he needs to be taking some money. You see, so you have to when you're when you're friends with someone who has a job like this, you yes. have to be I'm really careful not to like rely like I have friends who are doctors yep. and that sort of thing. And I try not to be like, give me free labor because I would yes. if people ask me to write for free, I'm like, uh I've only ever done it once. I was in hit up one of my doctor friends. I was in Hawaii and I broke out into hives and I was really scared. Uh, it was the yeah. middle of the night. And I just was texting my doctor friend in Melbourne going, I think I have hives. And she was like, it's probably hives then. <laughs> You're like, I seem to have hives. What is it? And she said, it's hives. So Thanks for texting. Really? Yeah. Did you, you call it Hawaii? No, wait. I'm trying to do Hawaii hives. No, it didn't work. Hawaii? Hawaii. <laughs> and graphic designers have to be careful of this too because they're always like, can you do my wedding invitation? Right. Can yeah. you do my Any logo? Anyone who has actual skill. Is... Just don't have a skill. <laughs> no. That's... I'm always doing it to people for this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, CJ, can you make me a website? <laughs> this is, I think, my favourite moment is when Zankan, they're having this coffee meeting with Toadie. Zankan says, I need to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. She gets up, heads towards the bathroom, which is on the other side of the room. <laughs> And cut to she's out in a field <laughs> approaching the Breaking Bad caravan oh, yeah. that they found Sonia in when uh, she'd um, bo- oh. bottled it from rehab. Was she doing heroin? I think so, yeah. Right. Yeah, Shit. I think heroin and sexual favours, I think, oh my goodness, in that caravan. Sonia. And Xanthi mentioned it to Milsey in the church. She goes, well, we you can stay here or there's that caravan in Anson's <laughs> corner that's abandoned that Sonia was in. I'm like, you shouldn't know about that and that's not a safe place to send people to when they're ill. It's definitely not abandoned, by the way. <laughs> Something is in there. Like, yeah, it doesn't – also, even if it is abandoned, it looks like a pretty um, – it looks like it would have a fairly high rotation of visitors. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, so the, I assumed there was some sort of exit out of the toilet, but it doesn't seem like it. There just is – she would have walked past them again to yeah, go out. they were literally right beside <laughs> – the entrance to the cafe. There's no – it was almost like she'd walked off the set. Yeah. Like because there's no wall where the cameras are. So yeah. she's like she went – continued off the set and went outside. That's amazing. I don't know – I don't I don't think you watch Drag Race, but no. I've just found out that if anyone's listening who's a Drag Race fan, the workroom is like – it looks like bricks, but it's actually fabric. And it's like this fabricated workroom that is like the setting of every episode. Anyway, little, just look for the walls moving like fabric <laughs> next time, as I have done every episode since. So maybe she just parted like a bit of curtains. <laughs> <laughs> like, like um, Milsey coming out from behind. This isn't a wall at all. <laughs> um, and so she, she has a chat with him. She's finally seeing the light and mm. says, I'm finally seeing the truth. I trusted you, you took mm. advantage of me, I, you made me cut ties with everyone in my life. They and did do the very much like they went through like classic abuser behaviour and she listed it all. I yes. wonder if that's like to be like, look out for these behaviours of abusers that yes. do this. Do, have they isolated you from <laughs> <Yes>. your family? <laughs> have they con- entrusted you with secrets? <laughs> Uh, I also liked that they recapped everything he'd ever done. Yeah. Like, the time you made me break into Susan's house, that time you took Piper's pills, yeah. that time, like a detailed inventory. <laughs> and no, at no point did he go, this is a very thorough conversation <laughs> we are having, Xanthi. 
not only that, he just goes, well, you're just a deranged, infatuated teen, so who are they going to believe? They, he did run the crazy woman narrative, which annoyed me greatly, yeah, but dead, would work dead to me. for sure. And he's like, I know how to fight dirty, and that's when she holds up her voice memo <sighs> app on her phone, which is exactly what you should use if you want to ever send a voice memo to Neighbours Pod because <laughs> uh, we will play them. And she's recorded the whole thing, which is a classic Law & Order – Maneuver. I didn't see it coming though. I have to admit it. I didn't either. No, I usually pick that stuff, but she played it. I'm usually on high alert for that yeah. sort of thing. And also, the other trope is if the victim suddenly turns up wearing a pair of glasses and they don't usually wear glasses, it's like there's a camera in there. <laughs> don't talk to. <laughs> um. So we did find out that she has the memo voice app on her phone at yeah. least. So she has. I think that comes standard, does it? It does. It comes <laughs> okay. free. It's yeah. not a new one. Yeah. So the police would have been like, oh, but she didn't download any new. <laughs> she would have sent the voice memo to, to Mark and he would have opened it and gone, oh, but I saw her phone. <laughs> she can't send voice memos. <laughs> she can only email or ring me. <laughs> Oh god. Um anyway, it was a great move. It was I was very proud of Xanthi. I was that moment. I was pretty impressed. And as much as I think Mills is an idiot for not seeing it coming, you yeah. and I were just admitted that <laughs> we, we didn't see it yes. coming. Also. I just actually was relieved. I'm like, oh good, I don't have to explain to Beck all the weird <laughs> shit he did. Because Xanthi's doing it. <laughs> and that then there was an extra moment of like drama mm. because Xanthi's gone off behind a tree to send the email. And looks back and Millsy's collapsed mm. uh, from his zanyarism. Yeah. Which, what well, we think, yes. And she cu- runs back to him and moves him, which uh, you're not meant to do, but she does. I, d- I don't know. any. I don't know what the rules are anymore. Neither I know Because she put him on his slide so he didn't bite, like swallow his tongue if he had oh, a fit. Okay. But I think now you just like hold down someone's tongue. You don't actually move their Ew, body. I'm glad she didn't have to do that. This is all – no one listen to me. This is all <laughs> – I get my medical advice from pop culture. Yeah, and at one point you said, Beck, when we were watching, you said, well, she's a nurse, so she would know. I'm like, no, she went to Erinsborough Hospital work experience for five days. Yeah, I'm sure that makes her qualified. Um, Then they're at the hospital and it's revealed that Millsy's had a stroke Mm. and there's bleeding to the brain, but he'll probably be fine. Yeah, but I wonder if his personality will have changed back now. And maybe he'll be like regretful. Jekyll and Hyde style. Well, they kept inferring it, like the implying it. Yeah. I mean, the personality change because of the so because it's magical. It's got yes. magical powers. <laughs> so you never know. Um, so that was quite. That was a hard watch. I found. I don't know if it's because the end of the weekend and we. I just don't have room for that in my brain. <laughs> but I and I did. I had seen the spoiler photos of Xanthi on the plane with Millsy, ah. so I knew it was coming. But I didn't realize it would ex- escalate so fast. Mm. It was like. Okay, bye. You're going to Hong Kong. I'm going home. Okay, selling my ring, bought a ticket, packed a bag. We're going. Yeah. And he wasn't even fussed. He's like, okay, maybe if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would maybe that would end with them getting taken off the plane, but that was just the beginning. Yeah. And then they were like, here's everything else, and we're doing this. So that's that. We haven't I haven't watched the rest of the week, although I have seen a delightful teaser of. Father, father on the source, which I will enjoy <laughs> to recap with Kate and CJ. He's definitely there and there's a half-naked man. I'm just hoping that there's some gay stuff. With oh, with the former priest, that would yeah. be delicious. Yeah. Love that. They should. So that's kind of the res- resolution. I don't know now what's next, how this is all going to wash out. Um, Hopefully Xanthi gets some therapy. 
And not just one session. No. Just, I went <laughs> to my counsellor today. <laughs> what would be a good job in Erinsborough for Millsy if he was sticking around and not a teacher anymore? If he became a good guy now? Yeah. Ooh. He should become Rolly's spokesperson, <laughs> PR spokesperson. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Rolly the lawnmower. <laughs> Someone on the Art of Neighbours last week photoshopped Rolly into the opening titles. It's his rightful place. <laughs> Along with Piper's cat Clementine, who's named after Clementine Ford. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And the Rebecca's dog Clancy. Uh, I don't know. He has that sort of charisma that you need to be a sex pest yeah a sex pest and a lawnmower actually one thing it did remind me of is it reminded me of when amber joined a cult two years ago and it was just one lady it was just <laughs> the cult was one girl who was dressed like a hippie and they just sat in a park with prayer flags a lot this is what that was like that's a that's a a scene at a Newtown Park <laughs> every day. It's Sydney. not a cold. It's just the inner west. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hipsters. Yeah, that's what they look like now. That's what this was like. It was like Xanthi was like had listened mm. to because Amber got brainwashed by listening to a CD of Rain's <laughs> yeah, oh meditative voice. It's uh-huh. like Zancan had got that. Yeah, listened to it and went, "Cool, I'm in deep now." Mm-hmm. So cult leader is where I was going with yes, that. Maybe right. he could take over Rain's prayer flags in the field. <laughs> well, the priest is gone now, so there's room for a religious. He could set up his own religion. Yeah. All those ones that wear the colanders on their heads. <laughs> yeah. He could just set up like this batshit version of a religion. Yeah, move into the church. Yes. I'm loving it. Well, Beck, thank you for diving back into that world. Pleasure. You can follow Snitch on Twitter mm-hmm. and buy her book, No to Feminism. There's links on our website, neighbourspod.com, and we will try to prevent you from returning to Queensland <laughs> where the neighbours wasteland of former <laughs> characters lives. Yep, yeah, talk to us online at neighbourspod on Twitter. Send us a voice memo, neighbourspod at gmail.com, and I'm Vaya Pashos, and we'll speak to you next time. See ya. Bye.